Captain's Log, Episode 12, Motherpucker Please. This week's episode of the Beer Avengers podcast is sponsored by Astoria Beer and Cheese Ditmars, located at 3511 Ditmars Boulevard in Astoria, Queens. Now featuring, for a limited time, the full range of the 2020 Goose Island Bourbon County brand stouts. Enjoy their eclectic array of craft beer, artisanal cheeses, and specialty grocery items. Still haven't found the right holiday gift for that special someone? Ask any member of their talented staff to help you assemble the perfect gift basket. Astoria Beer and Cheese Ditmars. Home bar to yours truly, Captain Porter Brown Stout. Coming up on today's show, meet another guest beer avenger, the one and only Mother Pucker, as we take a deep dive into the sour end of the beer reservoir. And now, without further ado, please enjoy episode 12, Mother Pucker, please. Well, we're the beer, 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 beer vengers, beer, 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 beer vengers, beer, 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 beer vengers. We're the beer vengers. Welcome to the beer cast, everyone. Coming to you from an undisclosed location in Astoria, Queens, I am Captain Porter Brownstout. And I am coming to you from an undisclosed location in Manhattan Town, New York City. I am Hophead Huck, a.k.a. Pale Male, a.k.a. Sourpuss. And coming to you from an undisclosed location in the borough of Kings, known as Brooklyn, it is I, the Beer Wonder! And I am here from an undisclosed location in upstate Manhattan, and I am Mother Pucker! <laughs> Mother Pucker in the house! And we are the The Beervengers. That's right. We're the Beervengers, everyone. Uh, Thanks for coming up again to our wonderful beer cast. Uh, I'm sure you noticed that we have a wonderful new guest Beervenger with us today. Welcome to the beer cast, Mother Pucker. Thank you. I'm stoked to be here. We're stoked to have you here, and uh, we're going to hear a lot about her uh, experience um, Ooh, hey. nice and our various weeks in beer uh, and we have a wonderful uh, bunch of pours for you um, and I know it's usually uh, from this point we try and get to the pours as quickly as possible but I've had something that's been on my mind a couple of days so if you guys would indulge me you give me a couple of minutes here I promise I won't uh, let your beers get warm okay I'll um, say I'll put it back in the fridge no okay you're, you're all right. <laughs> uh, no I'll Go try not it, to be God. that long winded no it's uh as as uh, we're recording this, it is December fifteenth, twenty twenty. You'll be hearing it by uh, December twenty first at the first. So post Hanukkah, a few days before Christmas, uh, nine months into this thing we've been going through. Uh, and on our show, we talk a lot about our small businesses. Uh, and and I was doing Christmas music. No, go ahead. Oh, no, no, please. No, that, that, was, that was very moving. Uh, no, we talk a lot about our small businesses, uh, especially our sponsor, Astoria Beer and Cheese Ditmars at 3511 Ditmars Boulevard. Um, and uh, and I've been thinking a lot about them and a lot about the other small businesses uh, and what they've been going through. Um, and I'm not going to talk just about them, but when I, I feel like if I talk about them, there are a lot of things that small businesses have been dealing with throughout all of this. Uh, when this all started... Um, the story of beer and cheese pretty early on shut down completely for, uh, for a couple of months while they regrouped and figure out how they could actually be open in this whole thing. 
and then they reopened slowly. Uh, and now at that point, a lot of us who, myself included, were on unemployment, uh, were getting a little extra money from the government, uh, from the federal government when that was happening. And a lot of the small businesses were able to reopen due to part of the similar aid package that was there. Uh, in fact, when I talked to Rick White at a story of beer and cheese, he said he wa- at one point he wasn't sure if he was going to reopen or if he was mm. going to be able to reopen yeah. at all. And the fact yeah. that he had that, uh, and I'm sure that between that and the fact that a lot of us had a little extra money to give to our small businesses really helped and made, made through that whole thing that was going on then. Yeah. Well, now a lot of that expired for those of us on unemployment that expired at the end of July. It didn't last too much longer for the small businesses and, uh, and, and things are getting really rough for them right now. Um, as, uh, as of t- yesterday, uh, or is it today? Anyway, the, uh, the indoor din- dining is over in New York City for a yep. little while again, which uh, I never really did much. Actually, Story of Beer and Cheese didn't, didn't really do that either. Uh, but it's part of a larger thing. And I'm looking at things as, as people are having a little less money and, and as Congress has not passed any new package that are, our small businesses are, are really, they're really struggling right now. Um, I saw yesterday that uh, Mission Dolores, for one, uh, is shutting down. Ooh, not for good. They're not shutting down for good. Right. At least they're, they say they're not. But there's just, there's not enough for them to really, it's, it's not worth it for them to be open right now. And they're regrouping. The Pony Bar, the one we talk about more than anyone else, they did the same thing. Um, I was in a story of beer and cheese uh, last night, uh, a couple nights ago, and they're giving us a, uh, their latest wonderful sponsorship package. Um, and they were saying, and I was asking about some beers that were coming in. Um, and they said, yeah, we, it's been a little slower lately. We, uh, we haven't, uh, we haven't been doing as much ordering. And then I went home and the next day I saw they were, they were cutting back to five days a week from seven. Um, and, and I looked at all of these things that are going on and it occurred to me, I had seen, a Pretty inspiring story. I think the Happy Hour guys posted it on their Instagram thing, where when a lot of this was first starting up, there was a place in, I think, somewhere in uh, Ontario, uh, in Canada, and there was a business that was going through some similar things. And what, what had happened to them was they pretty much put something on Facebook about this, saying, hey, if you if you think you can might be able to help us out a little bit here, well, the next thing you knew, it went viral, and all their customers, some they hadn't seen in years, came out. And pretty much just cleaned the store out. People they hadn't seen in a while. People were getting cases of beer. And just that that effort made the difference to them with the cash flow that they were able to stay open. Now, I mention all this because I know we can't all do that. We can't all go out and buy cases and cases of beer. But this is my sort of suggestion. Uh, that place in your neighborhood that you really love that is there, that you've been meaning to go to, Go now. <laughs> I mean, you can listen to the rest of the podcast, or you can listen on your way. But anyway, but but go now and 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 get get something, and maybe get a little more than you were planning on. Maybe you know double up, and it's really going to help you when when the snow comes down and you start to run out of beer, and and you have some, and it'll probably really help a lot with their cash flow. So, um, and 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 we're all we'll all mention our our favorite uh, our favorite places we want to basically doing all this might might be more likely that these places that we love will still be here when, uh, when all of this is over. Very good. So yeah, absolutely. indulging. I, just, I, was, I was on my mind and I didn't want to have to wait till the end to talk about it. It's just, it's really important. I think Excellent. anyway, so now I'm going to get off my soapbox um, and let's get to the pores, everybody. Excellent. Well, who should, uh, uh, I mean, 
You want me to go first, Beer Wonder? Or uh... well, here's the thing. I did because because I know I know our guest is such a badass this week. I thought this would be the week we'd mix it up, but then I would feel bad and my Midwestern guilt would come out, and we can't have that. Yeah, so, motherfucker, will you take us away, please? please? I mean, I don't want to throw off anybody's routine here. This is this is important business. No, that that was about. the routine. We just did it. And okay. I'll, and I'll just a reminder that her name is Mother Pucker uh, because she favors a specific kind of beer, which you're about to hear right now. Excellent. Yes. I am a huge fan of the Sours, and I picked one that I'm trying for the first time tonight because it's very rare that I meet a Sour that I don't like. Hmm. So for me tonight, I found one that I had not seen or heard of before from Duclaw Brewing in Baltimore. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I love Duclaw because they make really fun, kind of different beers. And I've had a lot of their sours. They love to put out sours. And I, mm. I love them all. And Beer Wonder actually turned me on to this brewery about a year and a half or so ago when they released a beer called Unicorn Farts. Yes. I don't have to try unicorn farts. He shared that I one with all of us. I remember that. To a number of stores where he thought it might be still, and I could never find it. So I've still never had it. But I am a sucker for a catchy name, a fun label, and a fun concept. Who doesn't want glitter in their beer? True. Yeah. You know? But sadly, this beer does not. This is strawberry letter 23. So mm, this is nice. a strawberry hot sour. Fun fact, it's named after a great old song from the late 70s by this like disco funk band called the Brothers Johnson. Uh, You'll know the song. You might not know it right now, but I guarantee if you go back and find it on YouTube or wherever, you'll recognize this. Okay. Great jam. So I'm just going to open it and pour. Yeah, let's take a look at it. Let's see that. Hold her up on your screen. Oh, very nice. Aha. So I was expecting it to be a little more red, honestly. Yeah, I was expecting a little more strawberry look to it, but Yep. It's got a lot of it's got a lot of effervescence there happening there. I see a little bit of that pink, but that head is pretty aggressive. That looks like it's got some nice foam on that that's gonna be kind of creamy alongside with that pucker, I bet. Yeah, I hope so. And I'm telling you right now, it smells very hoppy. It smells more hoppy than I would have expected. Very good. Who's well, next? I knew we were going to have the uh, uh, mother pucker here, and so I got a very special beer. This is called uh, Ryan's Beer from Grim Brewing. <laughs> you know about this? This is a, a guy, Ryan. We can talk about it a bit. He works there, and he, they asked him, what What do we want to have in Ryan's Beer? He said, I want to see beets. Beets, baby. And so he made a, they made a beer with beets and orange peel. It is a sour. And let's, uh, you can see it already. It's got a clear, it's in a clear bottle. Yep. But um, let me see what this looks like. We pour it in a glass here. I love the idea of oh. a beet. So it does look kind of like beet juice. It has that really does, like almost yeah. blood really, red yeah. feel to it. Yep. And just the slightest amount of foam on the top, just the slightest head. It looks like it's going to, that one looks like it's going to be delicious. Good. Oh good yeah. Feel a like great that. look to it for sure. Mm-hmm. Very dark. And uh, you can't even see through it. Yeah, that's a nice one. Well, I'm not, since oh, I made yep, everyone- I got aromas of beets here, folks. Hey, good times. <laughs> Very good. Let's go see who else has got something here, and I'll take a little sip. Yeah. Well, since I made everyone wait so long, I think it's only polite 
to let the beer wonder, beer wonder go next. What do you have there, well, beer wonder? Well, see, here's the thing: we have a continuation of a theme because you know, as as we've discussed, the beer wonder has not yet found the perfect sour of his dreams. However, um, I did want to honor Mother Pucker with a delightful local sour. Uh, this one from our friends at Collective Arts. Continuing oh. our uh, fruit theme, I have a guava goza today. There we go. Which is a more sour style of a wheat beer uh, that I actually do enjoy. It's one of my like like trending on the ways of the way that Beer Wonder enjoys his uh, sours um, mixed with a little guava. I also wanted to show off the glorious can art um, oh, that you've got on this one because yeah. it's just a beautiful image. We'll make sure we uh, put some pictures up of this one. Um, but Collective Arts always does excellent can art. And so I figured that would be a fun uh, fun combo as well. So um, let's pop this open, shall we? Yeah, and I know, I know they make a point of uh, crediting the artists as well on their they can. Do, yeah. Yep, uh, Edgar Allan Slothman, I believe, is the artist on this one. There you um, go. Which is, which, is, which is awesome. Take a look at this so, beauty. All right. I'm seeing that guava right away. That's sort of yeah. uh, almost a, a, like a pink grapefruit kind of vibe to it in the color. Yeah. This is nice an unfiltered. It is an unfiltered beer, so it definitely has that feel. Also, uh, following can instructions, I did roll it before I poured it. Aha. Uh -huh. And uh, it's got a nice, creamy, uh, very white head on top of that. That's a good-looking Goza, mm -hmm. for sure. Very exciting. All right. Uh, All what, right. Do you, what do you say, Captain? Captain? Okay. Well, <clears throat> last week, uh, when we knew Mother Pucker was going to be here with us, uh, now, if you listen to last week's show, I, 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 I made it sound like I don't know anything at all about sours, and that's mostly true. Uh, but I have brought something so interesting. It's, you're going to make me think I was, you're, I'm going to make you think that I was just hustling you, but I, I assure you I wasn't. It just out of lucky coincidence, the day after we recorded last week's episode, I got an email from single cut saying oh. they were celebrating their eighth anniversary. Oh, I know uh, this beer. Yeah. Special sour beer. And because I'm on their mailing list, if I were to get it as soon as possible, then I could uh, I could go in if I bought two bottles of this thing for twelve dollars each. They give me a free T shirt celebrating their eighth anniversary. So uh, you got the shirt. You take a screenshot of, yeah, take a screenshot of that one there. You got it. Uh, and so this there's a lot going on with this beer. This beer is known, even though it's on the label. I haven't have a hard time reading these things in the lights I have here. So I have it written down. This is their eighth anniversary. It's uh it's their imperial. Oak age sour Ooh. with maple and smoke, uh, which is based on a cocktail called the Maple Mezcal Sour. And the oh, name wow. of it is Steel Idle Trees. Yes. Ooh. Here's their lovely. Uh, yeah. Oh, glorious. That is, it's got, wow. again, it's a big bottle. It's a yeah. big bottle. That's a 750 milliliter. Yeah. Um, and so. Definite can yeah, art for so. the win on that, or bottle art in this case, I guess it would be. Yeah, right. I, think, I think when I read that one, I left one. Oh, also yuzu. I didn't mention the yuzu. That's the Ooh. like because I know all sours have the fruit at their at their base. So yes, this right. is their oak aged imperial smoked sour ale brewed with yuzu and maple syrup. Now yuzu is a tough. Uh, it's a tough fruit uh, to uh, to get right. So I I, uh, I would count on single cut to do so. Oh yeah, they they they're, they're good for an experimental beer for sure. Right, oh, here we go. Beauty. All right. Oh my goodness. This may be the lightest and clearest beer I have ever seen the captain pour uh, here. <laughs> no, there was cider week. Wow, but yeah. Yeah. 
a cider week. Yes, lest we forget. But that one, oh, another creamy head on this one. Nice and clear. Looks like it's a big carbonation. I can see those bubbles sticking to the side of the glass. Yeah. Um, this one looks like it's going to be a, a fun one for sure. I would think so. Yeah, it kind of looks like a ginger ale in a glass. Well, fantastic. Yeah. Cheers, everybody. I that hoppy smell as well. Fantastic. Cheers, everyone. Cheers. Mm. It's interesting. The oh. beef beer, kind of the, the, the head did uh, uh, die off it kind of quickly, but it's still yeah. got a lot of uh, carbonation to it. Hmm. And it's very, it's very uh, sour, like super puckery. Like you would love this. I'm sorry we can't uh, share it in real life. Uh, there, uh, Mother Pucker, because this is a this is a winner, and the beats are the beats are on the nose, but I'm not getting uh, I'm not getting a, a big like overpowering beet flavor. It's just a nice a nice uh, uh, fruity sour. Yeah, I dig that. How's that Duclaw? Is it Duclaw? Yeah. yeah. Yes, Duclaw. It's it's much hoppier than I mm. had anticipated. You know, I've I've had a few hop sours during your beer tastings. That yeah, I, I usually dig it. Do. Yeah. I would have to say this is probably the hoppiest hopped sour I have ever had. It's definitely more hot than sour, but there's enough like sweet and sour balance with the hops so that the bitterness of the hops is not, you know, killing me. Yeah, I, it's, it's very different than what I was expecting, honestly. I'm curious because the color for me is almost a straw color. Um, how intense is the strawberry in this one? Because that does seem to be sort of what they're pushing. It's not super intense. Okay. You know, it, it's definitely between the hops and the strawberries, the hops are coming out on top. Okay. Sure. That tracks. The strawberry is just a nice little kind of sweet under undertone there. Nice. Yeah. Well, this, I mean, again, Gozas are, are, are where I like to go when I'm looking for a sour beer. This one is definitely not disappointing. It's got that nice sort of like wheat base that I like out of it. Um, but the other thing that's kind of fun about this one is that Gozas always have a little salt in them yep. and almost like a little coriander flavor. And this one, while the guava is very present, they, they, they claim on the can that they're using a Himalayan sea salt, and it almost has that kind of tang and bite to it, which is really mm. kind of fun. It's actually making me thirsty to drink more of it, which, of course, means that the beer is having a good time with me. Um, but I'm digging it. And the guava is just gentle. It almost It's not like I'm drinking a tropical fruit cocktail. It's like the tropical fruit cocktail smelled the beer once, and they you know <laughs> had a little exchange. Um so, um, so it's it's a good one, uh, and again, the unfiltered quality of it gives it a little bit more richness, and it's got a good carbonation, so it goes down way easier than it probably should for a yeah. almost five percent goza. Yeah, I think guava is one of those fruits that really works well with beer uh, that for I've sure. noticed. I've had some really great uh, uh, guava uh, IPAs uh, from uh, mm -hmm. like Burlington Beer Company made a really nice uh, guava IPA a few years ago, and so yeah, guava is a great fruit for beer. Yep. And our All single right. side, how's that working out? Yeah, this is. Uh, I mean, the the maple is there in a in a subtle but very present way. Okay, uh, so that's there, but it's it's. I mean, it definitely is a sour. Um, <clears throat> the uh, the uh, oak aged and the smokiness. Um, I'm still exploring and seeing it, it's it's how much that is there. Uh, but yeah, it has that. It, it's 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 very tasty. How's the news? I'll have to admit, I, I, I don't, I can't necessarily identify yuzu, uh, because I've never had it on its own. If that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, no, I haven't. We've either. tasted guava juice. We've tasted 
you know, if something is a pear or a cherry, we've tasted that on its own. I don't know if I've ever had yuzu anywhere other than a cocktail. Yeah, it's a rare fruit in, uh, in it, the U.S. for sure. And but well, speaking of that, though, it really does have that little sort of like cocktail-y sort of uh, t- taste to it, that feel to it, that body to it. Uh, it's a nine percenter, but it, it's it's got a nice lightness Ooh, to it. Nine percent. Uh, yeah, yeah which a, is which is impressive. For, I mean, powerful. I think that the aging is part of that. Now, with the oh. uh, it, does it live up to the? Uh, to oh, being, got, it's got a little of the smokiness there as well. Oh, good. Does it live up to being the uh, the anniversary beer? Yeah, I think I think so. It's just like it. It's you don't you don't see a lot of beers like this. Yeah, that's gonna be pretty I'm, unique. I'm curious because I didn't ask them and I don't didn't see anything because as as a lot of us know, um, I think everyone here knows. Uh, Single Cut has always had musical themed names to their beers, right? Yes. Uh, they, in fact, when they started, they were very specific that all their beers would be named for people who were people who played single cut guitars. So you had the Eric, you had the Dean, you had the John Michael. And eventually, I think they just ran out of people. So they started naming right. after groups and they started naming after songs. Yeah. Um, in that in that vein, I don't know where Steel Idol Trees comes from. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good uh, one. What do you, the mother pucker? I, 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 I mean, I guess, I guess if a, if a, if a tree were steel, it makes sense that it would be idle because it wouldn't be blowing much in the, in the breeze. Uh, that was my question was what is the spelling on idle? Because it could mean two I-D-L-E. totally different things. Yeah, idle yeah. as an Eric. <laughs> Excellent. Oh, there you go. Tracks. Idle as an Eric. Very nice. Now, idle as an Eric, idle as in hands. Uh, idle as in something that shows up on a lot of crosswords. And not, not idle as in Billy. No, no, it is not. It is not. No. not as yet, as in golden calf. Uh, uh, the, uh, the traditionally sour beers are, are generally a little more low alcohol. This true. one, this one's 4.8. The, uh, yeah. the beer. and I'm guessing it that might, goes really, um, it's a, Hello. I believe it's a 4.9. Yes, it is. It's a, it's just about 5%. Cause I remember looking yeah. at that and thinking, okay, that'll go down nice, but it, it, it drinks like water. I mean, it really flies back and mother pucker, where's your beer at? 7.1. Woo! Oh, nice. All right. That's really nice for a sour. Yeah. Well, and, and, and I was remembering when you were talking about uh, the, the, the beer that got away for you, which is the from Duclaw, of course, the uh, Sour Me part of their series, uh, the Unicorn Farts, which was known as a glitter sour ale. Uh, and it was made with fruity pebbles. Well, not actual fruity pebbles, but fruity pebble cereal and um, edible glitter, um, which was, you know, sort of that beer that went away. That one I remember distinctly being under 6% um, and also flying back pretty easy. Um, so... Uh, yeah, it's. I guess it's probably. I mean, do, do you know, uh, Huck, what the situation is with these low alcohols in our sour beers? Um, no, I don't. I don't really know offhand why they're they're generally low alcohol. I, I think it has has to do with the bacteria because mm-hmm. it's added in the the lactobacillus or uh, whichever mm-hmm. uh, strain of bacteria you put in. Uh, I think maybe it uh, it cuts back on the fermentation, but that's my uh, guess. I haven't done that mm-hmm. research, but you're like one of my on, at the job. Now I'm going to have to write that down and do my research. So the next group I talk to will have better information. Thank you for the question. Yeah. <laughs> you got look, look at how, look at how he turns that around. A professional. Like a for sure. professional. I did. Uh, I have found the answer to steel idle trees. Oh, excellent. Mm-hmm. There's, it's a Ooh. song by Boston called hitch a ride. You may know the song. Uh, and it, the, 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 the line goes, day is night in New York City. 
Smoke like water runs inside. Steal idle trees to pity every living thing that's died. Cheers to Boston. Boston. I did see them in concert. Yeah. Yeah, they did nine shows at the Centrum back in uh, back in '86. Uh, is the Centrum a, a is that a is that the Worcester the Worcester Centrum? Oh, that's in Worcester. Okay, Worcester. in Worcester, Mass. It's in Worcester. Worcester Mass. Even though the band is Boston, the main place to play was the Centrum. It replaced the Boston Garden as far as uh, places to go in Massachusetts uh, when bands would come around. And, and, and is we, that still the case? And they still haven't changed their. No, the Centrum has gotten okay. old, and they, the the TD. Uh, and plus, we're not really in the stadium rock age anymore. Uh, but uh, Boston played nine consecutive nights, and it was Whoa. such a hype because they reunited to do these shows, and they they ended up. Uh, by the time I saw the concert, I, I was so sick of these songs, <laughs> and I didn't. Even really, <laughs> you didn't quite think it through. I really didn't enjoy the the, the concert that much. I was Clearly, like, yeah. if you'd had if you'd had if you'd had some steel idle trees, it might have Here's uh, helped hit you the ride again. But I don't remember so, that uh, that particular lyric. That's interesting. So it's interesting when when I hear it, when I think of Boston because I've never been to any big concerts in that area. Um, I just always think of the Wang Center. Okay, sure. I mean, it, I probably that's just a name that stuck because it's a, it's funny a solid name. name yeah, it's more yeah. of a, a classical music venue. <laughs> is it okay but yeah. n- now uh, when i think of though people it, it seems appropriate that we have a musical based beer because mother pucker is someone who i go to for a deep catalog of excellence in music she's a real rocker um, i i wouldn't call it excellence but you know yeah <laughs> i i do enjoy music but it doesn't appeal I, I, always to everybody but <laughs> I, you, you, you certainly click at least two of my boxes uh as far as stuff things that i know you're a little fanatical about uh but since we're uh we're talking about about some of those uh, I think maybe it might be time for yet another. You, wait, wait. Did you want to talk more about the the Centrum Center? No, no. All right. Okay. I didn't. I didn't maybe you didn't want to reminisce a little more about how much Three Nights of Boston is too much of a good <laughs> nine, 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 nine <laughs> nights. Oh, you went every night. I, 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 I only went nine? one. I only went to one show. Oh, <laughs> oh yes. But all right. Um, so so now so I guess do you think we might be ready to move on to another? Uh, shall we say? What do you call it? Origin stories. Yes, that's right. It's time for another origin story. Mother Pucker, uh, where, when did you start your beard journey? Well, yes. Um, <laughs> I, yes. I did not start as a beer drinker. I grew up in a household where the beer that was in the fridge was whatever was on sale at the grocery store. Usually Natty Light, Bush Light. Like we're talking the real lowbrow stuff here. And I was just like, God, this is gross. But, you know, if when you're in high school, you go to a party or whatever. If that's the only thing there to drink, that's what you drink. I didn't mm-hmm. like it. I would like grab one and then I just nurse it the whole night. And then by the time it gets room temperature, it's even worse. It's like I can't even waste my space holding this in my hand anymore. So I just I wasn't a big beer drinker. Until I moved, I grew up in Western Washington. And when I moved to Seattle to go to college, I got a job and I was working at a lot of rock and roll clubs. And I was going to a lot of rock shows. And one of my favorite bands had this song called I Only Drink Bud. So (laughs) a long time when I was going to these rock shows, I would only drink Bud. And it was not only for that reason, but also because 
aside from PBR, it was usually the cheapest thing on the menu. And I was a broke ass college kid. So I just needed to drink something cheap. Um, But I didn't necessarily enjoy it. I just did it because I'm at this rock show. I don't want to have a fancy drink. I'm just like, I'm here to rock and roll. I'll just have a beer in my hand. And most of it's going to end up on my feet anyways. This is a common theme. Yes. 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 (laughs) So I just, you know, it was never a thing for me until I I turn, when I turned 22, you know, when you go to college and you go back home for the holidays and everyone gets together at like the local bar and like catches up with people or potentially meet people from the high school years that you didn't really ever think about or whatever. So my actual foray into beer was a result of a one night stand that turned into like a four month relationship. (laughs) And (laughs) it was one of those things where like I was hammered and I was like, whatever. And he pulled that, that move where, you know, he left something behind in my car. So we had to get together again. And so I was like, well, whatever. I'm not like going to your house. So we met for for lunch at this great old dive in Seattle. And I hope to God it's still in business because it's been there for years and years and years. And I would hate mm. to think that it closed. Um, and he ordered a beer when we ordered lunch. He ordered a beer. And I was like, oh, I'm just going to have nice tea, whatever. He's like, well, you don't like beer? And I said, actually, no, not really. And he just, his jaw dropped. It was like unacceptable information for him. <laughs> He's like, well, you're not drinking the right beer then. Cause he asked me what I was drinking. I was like, well, well just the cheap shit, whatever. <laughs> and so he on the spot ordered me a Mac and Jack, which at the time, this was 20 years ago, like Mac and Jack was kind of one of those hip craft. I use that term lightly craft. Yeah. Beer. I want to know more about this one. I've never yeah, heard of it. I mean, I've never heard of this one. Yeah. Tell us about it. And, and, and what era and what state was this in? This is in Washington state in. Okay. The late 90s, early aughts. Got it. I can't okay. remember exactly. But yeah, I guess it was probably 2000, probably 99, and, and Mac and Jack is the name of the brewery? No, I think it was just the name of the beer. It might have okay. been a, like a Deschutes or like an Oregon or Washington brewery. Okay. It was like an amber ale. They have a lot of great stuff we never get on this coast. Right. And so he made me drink one of these and I was like, okay, yeah, this is different from the beer that I have historically known. Mm-hmm. And so then it just became every time we got together, he he introduced me to a new beer. Um, mm-hmm. One of them. And again, I don't know if you ever got this out here, but at the time, there was this really popular beer it was Henry Weinhard's Blueberry or Blackberry Wheat. And so that was another kind of gateway beer. And then I graduated to Fat Tire. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. So New Belgium. Yes. They've come so, up a lot lately. Yeah. <laughs> like the last two or three podcasts. Uh, New Belgium has come up. Yeah. And like I've, I've started to acquire a taste and then I got, then I had a blue moon. And at oh. that point in time, blue moon blew my mind. It's like, Oh my God, I didn't know beer could taste this good. And they give you the cute little orange slice and blah, blah, yep, blah. Yep. <laughs> right. And, and that just kind of led me into the Belgian beers. And I got super duper into the Belgian beers, like Chimay, Delirium, uh, Amagong had some really great ones. I was really into that for a while, but you know, the thing with those is I couldn't drink more than a couple before I felt super full. And, and then after a while, they all just kind of started to taste the same again. And then like, after things fizzled out with that dude, and I just kind of went back into the normal drinks that I liked to drink. 
and started getting more into wine as, as I got a little older. And then in 2010, when I moved to Williamsburg, I was living in DC for four years. I had moved to New York for one year, moved back to DC, and then moved back to New York and ended up in Williamsburg. And I was walking Brooklyn, by. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just, I just, in case anyone out there thinks we're talking oh, about yeah. Virginia, it's, no, uh, yes. we're, we're talking about Brooklyn. Not colonial about Brooklyn. Uh, I walked past this cute little bar and they had a little sandwich board out front that said, sour tasting today hmm. and at that point i didn't know what a sour beer was i really right. like they weren't really a thing yet they were very, it was a very very niche kind of thing mm-hmm. and so i like i like anything sour. i was the kind of kid that would eat sour patch kids until the roof of my mouth was raw like i love that i just i love sour things and so i went in there i had a bunch of time to kill and so i did this flight of sour beers and it changed my world Mm. it's like this is the best thing ever i get beer but i get that nice like sour flavor i get that acidity i get a little fruitiness i loved it and then i started trying you know gozas like ethan was saying or beer wonder was saying um the the saltiness the coriander Mm -hmm. like the nice little subtleties that make it such a really flavorful thing if you compare that to say you know going back to a, a bush light like, they're yeah. so different, and it's just. They don't even seem like they're. The, it seems strange that they're both considered beers. Right, right. It's one like one would, uh, you go out of a toilet, the other one you get served in a chalice, right? Like it just. <laughs> and from that point on, I've always been really obsessed with the more like sour beers. Anything in that line of beer, if I drink beer, that's the kind of beer I want to drink. You know, if I go to a ball game or whatever, I'm gonna have. A Light or you know whatever they're selling right but if i'm choosing my beer it's going to be a sour beer and my all-time favorite sour beer to this day and i only got to enjoy it for one summer it was probably i don't know if it was 16 or 17 2017 or so coney island coney island brewery i love them of course and I, I the summer, when summer's going on, I love Coney Island. It's one of my favorite places on the planet. And I would always go, you know, especially when they opened up that new little brewery part kind of attached to the baseball park because I go to ball yeah. games all the time. And this one summer, they had this tart cherry sour that wow. knocked my friggin' socks off. Mm. Like, it was just like a punch you in the face, aggressive sour. And I could drink it for days. Yeah. <laughs> and that sounds wonderful. after that season was over, they never had it again. And I was devastated because like it got me through that next winter thinking, oh, I can't wait to get back out to Coney and have this great beer. But it must have just been a special edition thing that they did and this limited run. But it was for me like a very magical beer. It didn't have glitter in it, but it was magical in every other sense <laughs> of the word. I absolutely loved it. So that's that's in a nutshell, kind of my journey into beerdom. And like, if I have to pick a beer, it's always going to be a sour if that's available to me. Oh, you yeah. know, it, it it can be a little tricky sometimes when your your beer of choice is much more dictated by I like this beer and I will have this beer as opposed to going with the trends. Yeah, because because that that happens to yeah. me all the time. Where mm-hmm. my my favorites are the are the darker things, and and like there will there will be times when I can't find anything but hazy IPAs and 
hard seltzer. <laughs> right. Hard seltzer, all the yeah, It's like, yeah, I mean, some of the, but, but, uh, oh yeah, I, I, I've not had that beer, but you make me want to try it, and I'm, I'm sorry that it doesn't exist anymore. Someone Maybe else should do that. I'll keep an eye out for it. Yeah, we can. I mean, we can. Uh, I mean, we, we can make and, for it. And speaking of, you know, Coney Island Brewery has uh, expanded their physical space and they now have some uh, additional indoor space. And uh, so it's, you know, hopefully once we're all back drinking beers in public spaces yeah. with each other, um, we'll be able to visit them and maybe they'll expand their line while they're expanding their location. Oh, the idea of being able to drink together in, in public <laughs> places. You know, I, know. I don't mind park drinking, but I love just being in a bar and being able to sample all the different kinds of things. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We've had, so had a couple of beer beer venging uh, meetups over the summer, and uh, we've done okay as far as uh, we have getting that done. But it is, yeah, it has been harder. I looked up uh, Mac and Jacks. It's a it's a it's a one of the older breweries started in 1993 in Redmond, Washington. Oh, it is. So a it, it is that is the name of the brewery then, Mac right. and yeah. Jacks. I guess it is. Jack. Redmond is the suburb of Seattle. It's where uh, Microsoft headquarters are. And that's oh, old wow. school to be 1993. That's ahead of the curve. Yeah, there's is it a MACK of... or MAC? It's MAC. All right. And Max, I don't think they have like a lion on the Yeah, they got like an MGM style lion on their on their. Yeah, uh, cool. Yeah. Indeed. Yeah, yeah. that's great. There was actually another beer that, that was along those lines, Captain, that I know you had mentioned in a previous episode that was another one of my breakthrough beers, like Killian's yeah. Irish Red. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. That was my I first favorite beer. With that beer for for a long time when I first started getting into beer, I haven't had one of those in years. I don't even yeah, know who carries it anymore. Yeah. I haven't seen it in forever. Well, our our, our palates are strange and evolving, especially now. When when our palates don't necessarily evolve, but given the climate that we're in with regards to what we can have, it's amazing just how much they change and adapt uh, and. Uh, I mean, there are times when I go back to favorite beers of mine that I, I think they've changed, but it's also just as much I've changed, but also they might've changed a little bit as well. Like I remember mm. when I couldn't get enough of Bass Ale uh, oh, yeah. and, and the last oh, yeah. time I had it, I was just like, oh, it, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, like you've graduated to another level of, uh, of beer drinking. True. It, it, it was like strange though. The, do you remember the grassroots tavern on 8th yeah, Street? Yeah, that reminds me of you oh, having a yeah. mass ale. And I remember when I first moved to New York in the late 90s, early aughts, going there. And uh, and I think I would, I would have that sometime. But at, the, at that time, they, were, they had Brooklyn there. I think they had Brooklyn mm. Brown, which was always one of my favorites as soon as I discovered it. Yeah. And it was always cheaper than Bass Ale and the Guinness and Harp if they had those things. But like in their latter days, I remember going there um, and uh, and seeing that like, oh, now Brooklyn's more expensive than the other ones. <laughs> yes. Right. Because the other ones are Pesce or something now. But uh, oh, I miss grassroots. I hadn't thought about that place in a long time. I, remember uh, I really do, too. Like, I was that whole like there's like a two or three block thing in that area that, that is like was well, I, I just I miss it so much. I was on the whole holiday. Oh yeah, the holiday cocktail lounge. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were so many on that little strip right there. I want to give a quick shout out on uh, this beer, the Ryan's beer, because it was mm-hmm. brewed because Ryan is a guy who works at Grimm. Uh, he got a, a cancer, and he uh, 
it doesn't say what kind of cancer, not that it matters, but he's recovering and he's getting through chemotherapy. So this beer was actually oh, made to uh, have the proceeds go towards uh, paying his medical bills. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, uh, and he, and they said, what kind of, what kind of uh, beer do you want to make? And he said, we want to make a, a beet beer. <laughs> I gotta try. Maybe that he one. was on on some uh, painkillers at the time. Put beets in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it seems to have turned out okay. I yeah, mean, it's it, actually it, great, and it's made with beets, orange zest, it's a step mashed sour ale base, fermented nice. in an oak uh, fodder. Yeah, so it's a it's pretty pretty cool. And Grim, they do good stuff over there. Was it unfiltered? It looked like there was some stuff at the bottom of the bottle there. Yeah, I agree. I think that you're right. There is a bit of a there's a bit of a, a Almost like Sediment. a wine bottle, yeah. It's funny the clear bottle too. That's pretty rare. I know it's yeah, it's uh it's can can be a little scary when you got that. But I wonder if the 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 beat in some way would counteract the light that could make your beer a little pissed off. It's a but, good theory. You guys have given me a lot of thoughts about as, as far as uh, I think I think it doesn't affect me as much in general, but because uh, so many of the beers that I buy are sellerable, mm. uh, that that remembering when I get one that's not, not to just say, I'll get to that eventually. Right. Right. Your yes. hoppy IPA has got to be, uh, <laughs> they got to be done in, in uh, a couple months. Well, like I, uh, I mean, I was, I was, uh, not, not to bring everything around to our sponsor, but the, one of the ones they gave me last week, I was thinking about doing soon, but I also don't want it to go bad. Uh, it's uh, they gave me this amazing looking triple IPA from, Ooh. Uh, from from Killsboro. Oh, okay, nice. yeah. But I saw that it has a like a born on date of like uh early November. Oh, okay. so I should probably get to that soon and not wait till we have the perfect episode to do it. But uh, and I will I will get the name of that. Yeah, they gave me. I, in fact, I should probably take this opportunity to say the one they've given me stuff from. Well, we had the one from Bell's mm-hmm. Killsboro Transmitter Alewife Wild East and Crooked Stave, many of which. Will be going on to the Beer Wonder and Hophead Huck. Uh, Very excited. You've, you've seen the pictures. Yeah, uh, but yeah. Well, I'm excited yeah. to uh, to grab a second beer. You guys talk. Oh about yeah, yeah. talk about second, second beer time. But I, I wanted to talk to, to Mother Pucker because we were talking about Coney Island, and uh, and it's you know it's a place I know that you love. It's also a place that I deeply love. And one of my favorite memories of you uh, and and us having beers together is on the boardwalk at. Um, Ruby's. Oh, love Ruby's. Yeah, it's it's one of those wonderfully like slightly divey places that uh, it has cleaned up, I guess, a little bit now, but not- the city forced them to clean up. Like yes. I, I remember they they almost got shut down twice because they didn't want to conform with the the new like the Zamperla folks moving in, and and so there were a few times I was there where I thought this is going to be the last time I get to enjoy a beverage at this place. Yeah. And I'm glad they cleaned up. They still, I mean. Oh, they're still around? The bathroom. for now? When I first came to New York 15 years ago, the bathroom was hands down the most disgusting bar bathroom I have ever seen in my life. And now it's like an actual real functioning bathroom. It doesn't have like a little plywood door with a little metal hook keeping it shut. You know, <laughs> which, which bar was this? Ruby's at Coney Island. Oh yeah, yeah. You took, you took me there one. Yeah. I feel like the last time I went out to Coney, the Coney Island Brewery out there was uh, I was going out there to see Cider Girl do something at the aquarium, 
it was one of those uh, evening shows they were doing. It was yeah. like Saturday night. Mm. Uh, as I, I think, have I mentioned that, I, that the Statue of Liberty thing in the in my, because I know we're, we're all being vague and we're trying to be coy. Um, yeah. I mentioned that I worked there. Yeah. So I was, I was, it was after a day on Saturday and I, I went to uh, Coney Island uh, to the aquarium uh, and I had some time to kill. So of course I went to the Coney Island Brewery. Naturally. And uh, had some wonderful, uh, wonderful beers they had there. Uh, then I went to Nathan's for probably the last time because I found out that they're not to be supported. No, unfortunately, that that was a that was a hard blow. But the good news is, uh, you know, the, the folks at Coney are a fun crew and they got a little bit of they got a, a little bit of money from our friends up at the Boston Brewing Company. Uh, oh, are they, are they affiliated with them now? Are they to- yep. taking over or controlling interest or what's the deal? Yeah, they, they got- go ahead, Huck. No, they're part of the uh, the, the Sam Adams okay. the Boston Beer yep. Company. But one of the things, what's been great about them is that they've really been kind of hands, because I, you know, I, I, as many of us do, we spend a lot of time at Coney Island, uh, usually most summers. And so I've gotten to be friendly with some of the wonderful folks, really, truly awesome folks that work there. They are so much fun. I Um, love going there. They're so, so wonderful. Yeah. yeah, but they've but uh, what what uh, our friends at Sam did was they sort of said, OK, you guys, w- you know, on site, make a lot of really creative beers, like really kind of continue to experiment and do cool stuff. And we're going to figure out what your core beers are and help you guys get distribution on those, which is why if you're looking for the Merman um, IPA or the Mermaid Pilsner or some of those like classic ones, we re- they, they, there's been a bit of an explosion of them in terms yeah. of distribution in the last couple of years. Um, and I don't believe, I, I don't quote me on this, but I'm fairly sure they're not making those on site. Yeah, they're, they're, they're contracts brewed, yeah. yeah. But they still do. You can still show up. And if you're there on a on the appropriate night, they've got all sorts of interesting creative things. So they're continuing to have that edge. Uh, and tell, I'll tell you, the staff has that edge yeah. across the board. They're wonderful humans. So support mm-hmm. your local breweries. Yeah, and I think- yeah, and I, th- I think if you're going to be taken over by anyone, uh, Boston, you can do worse than Boston Beer Company. Yeah, that's right. Uh, because they're they're a big company, obviously, but they're small potatoes compared to something like InBev. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> they the, have uh, a much bigger market share than they used to, but they're still, you know. And the Mermaid Pills is a, a is a great beer. That's a really oh, nice beer. Now I have AB InBev. I have my my uh, Stella glass here. Oh yeah, yeah. But oh, I, love, so, yeah. I love your glass. I don't know something about it. It really works well. The chalice uh, is. Uh, that's a similar glass to mine. And mine's got a Mega Death logo. I had oh, no oh, idea. Oh, there you go. We've got a, a Canadian theme. we got the Canadian glass, and you have the Canadian beer. Uh, beer exactly. Uh, but I have a beer uh, that I want to share because uh, you, most of you know uh, that I'm married to Cider Girl. Now, she gave me a, a an amazing Christmas gift that I had to open up today. Uh, she gave me an entire case that she got shipped to my house. From the Suarez Family Brewery. Now, I don't know. Some of our listeners might know about Suarez, but it is really rare to get, really hard to get. You don't see it anywhere. But thanks to the uh, pandemic, they're shipping to if you live within the, uh, New York. But you have to get okay. a case. Where are they from? Uh, it's Livingston, New York. It's just upstate, okay. uh, north of Kingston. Uh, and this is their uh, Alt Beer, which is kind of like a, a Kolsch. It's a it's an ale that drinks like a log, and I'm I'm just dying to get at this. So I'm gonna go ahead. Let's take oh, it. All right. It looks. Oh, and see. Whoa, it's darker than I thought. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the classic old beer color for yeah. sure. It's got that amber like, color to it. I can't tell if it's it, oh, it's just like is a dark red or almost a brown. Yeah, it does have a reddish quality, uh, very reddish much uh, along the lines of an amber lager. 
uh, or an amber ale, but it's it is a bit darker. I'm holding up to the yeah. light. You can. I was gonna say the light comes through it in a way that where I can see a little bit, but it's not it's not quite as dark as I would expect for like a deep porter or stout or even a. But it's got it allows a little bit through. But it's beautiful. And how is it? How is that first sip? It's delicious. It's great. It's really great. And these guys, they're, they're you know, I'm into lagers. They make the what are considered the best lagers. Even your haze heads, even your mm. your 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 snobbiest of uh, of uh, haze boys, you say Suarez, they go, oh, okay, yeah, Suarez. That's the that's the stuff. That's the stuff. <laughs> I mean, so it, they live up to the hype. I mean, they're really great. This is excellent. And I got a whole Do case. I got here? a case of, of um, six different four packs. So. Wow, that's an yeah, amazing. What other, what other varieties do they make? What other? Uh, they're known styles? for their pilsners. The the Palantine pills is the kind of their flagship. Then we got the Qualify pills, and they got two two uh, pale ales, and the alt beer and a uh, wheat beer. So it's a really nice variety, and they generally do make low ABV beers. This one is on the higher side of what they do. It's about five. I think it's five point five. And the okay. funny thing actually is on their can, it says nothing. And if you go to <laughs> if you go, it says 16 ounces and you go to the Instagram, there's hardly any information. You go to their website. There's not a lot of information. They're very, they're, I, I think they're nice people and they do good stuff, but they don't, they don't, they're like, they're kind of mysterious and it's a, and they're wizards. They're wizards. They are wizards uh, with the loggers. Unfortunately, I'm not getting a lot of, uh, Letting yeah. head on well, that, but the flavor is great. Yeah. Well, sometimes the mystique is useful, especially if you're a brewery. Um, can be. I mean, although we certainly want people to know about them. The hype is um, real. It's got a like like, a, like that caramely uh, vibe mm-hmm. to it, like a like a real nice uh, amber lager. Yeah. yeah but I bet it's ooh, so good. It looks really good. Well, I had a question from from Mother Pucker. Um, as you know, as we're exploring the the Gotham city that we all inhabit and protect from bad beer, um, you you live in a, you know another part of of this town than we do. Are there any bars, breweries, um, beer stores, places that you want to sort of give shout outs to that might be in your your neck of the woods? And also, let's say what that part is, if you don't mind, undisclosing a little of your disclosing uh, so- disclosing a little of your undis. This is a nine percenter. It's in a big bottle. So yeah, but say, say what you want to say. I, I say upstate Manhattan. I literally live at the tippy top of Manhattan where the East River meets the Hudson. And I can throw a rock and hit the Bronx. So what is that? Washington Heights, Inwood? Inwood. I'm in Inwood. Okay. So there is a huge kind of wholesale store not far from me. Apparently it's cash only. I went in there once and it was so chaotic. I kind of freaked out and left. And this was like seven years ago where mm-hmm. apparently they have all these different types of beers and you can go on a mix and match. And I've, you know, one of these days we should all maybe make a field trip out of it. I, I assume they're open right now, but I don't know. Um, but in my neighborhood, and I think Hophead, I think you've been there with me before and maybe even beer wonder, but maybe okay. Um, There's a place up here, although I'm sad to say they have opted to remain closed for the duration of this whole pandemic because the owners operate two other restaurants in the neighborhood and they just couldn't juggle all three. Um, But there is this beautiful little place called Inwood Local. Oh, I love that place. Yes. That place is uh, one of the other beer vend- beer vendors used to live in that neighborhood, and she and I used to go there uh, whenever yeah, we it's could. Wonderful because every every time you go in there, there's something different. They have like 16 different taps. 
I remember when they first opened. Yeah, they're great. Such a wide variety. And so, and they'll let you try everything until you find the beer that you like. And they're so nice. And the food was good. Like, I miss that place so much. That was a place where, for a while, one of my my neighbor friends, who you all know, who lives right down the street from me, her and I would go there all the friggin' time. Yeah. And and we, we just we were there that that night in March. I think it was March twenty first, which was the last night that indoor dining was 21st. allowed before they shut it down. I think they shut everything down on the twenty second, yeah. and so we hunkered for hours and we're just like we got to support our favorite place we got to drink all the good beers that we can drink because once this place shuts down it's just going to be a huge loss and we don't know when we're going to get it back and i hope within the depths of my cold cold heart that they are able to reopen when we come out on the other side of this because yeah it's just, yeah, it was it's, a really special, magical place. You all have been there. You know what I'm talking about. It's yeah. there's not a lot like that up here in this neighborhood. So it was truly like a diamond in the rough. And you now, know, now is that the one you're talking about? They 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 have other locations? They, they're like they, part they of the two other restaurants in the neighborhood. What are, are the other two that there? they have so we can support them if they're still open? Oh, yes. So they have uh, the Parkview Cafe, which is on okay. Dyken Street. And then they have Garden Cafe, which is just two doors down. Oh, yeah, that, that's right. I've been, I've been to the garden cafe. Yeah. So yeah, they're literally so, so, Broadway. So they're, they're shuttered, but hoping to reopen. Well, that's what, I mean, that's, that's Fingers crossed. Yeah. Fingers crossed because of the three places, that was the best just because. Well, yeah, I, I agree. I mean, no, no disrespect to the other two places, but Inman local was great. Yeah. Will is great. Will continue great. to be great. Even up when on they're the able day. to. Um, hope, hopefully that that landlord, because it sounds like it's one of those situations, because those places are like all next to each other, right? Well, one, yeah, Garden Cafe and Inwood Local are like two doors down from each yeah, other. Yeah, that's what I was saying. The other one's a little further off. The other one's down on Dykeman Street. So if you yeah, ho- it's, it's, uh, it's, it's what we were talking about before, about small businesses need help from us, but also from Washington. And hopefully more of that will happen soon because it's, they Absolutely. won't survive without it. I, I will be devastated beyond belief if they do not open back up eventually. Because yeah. that, that's the only place up here where you can really find great, unique beer that you have not tried before. You know, I have a, a great grocery store that's down the street from me. It's a sea town of all places. That, uh, you know, would you, would you be, I don't know how much you've listened because I've listened to a few yeah, more episodes. Seatown that you like. Seatown, I think the like. deal is, I don't know what it is, why Seatown among grocery stores, I think they, I think they have some level of independence, but why people who, people who run Seatown franchises are into beer because they have some great stuff. Yeah. And it, I dread going to this grocery store though, yeah. because you walk in to the grocery store and it is so friggin' cold in the grocery store. And then they have the back room with like the little plastic drapes. That's like a separate beer room. It's supposed yeah. to be the beer cooler room. Uh, you walk in there and it's actually like two degrees warmer in the beer room. <laughs> and then you went to the grocery store. Like I went in there today to get my beer for, for this meetup. Yeah. 
and I'm in my puffy coat and I'm like freezing and I'm dreading walking into the store because I know I'm going to be cold. And then I walked into the beer cooler room and I'm like, all right, this is more on par with the temperature outside. It's very strange. I, uh, I, uh, I haven't been much outside uh, my front door as a, I, I mean, I've been to a store of beer and cheese. I've been to uh, my local grocery store and not much beyond that for a good chunk. I think I went out a little more in the beginning of November, but did not much since then. Uh, but today I went out on a bike ride uh, and I, uh, and I realized that no matter how much your to- torso and arms are sweating, your <laughs> fingers can still freeze. Yeah, mm-hmm. very true. So true. I should have been wearing gloves. I, I haven't been out, out and up, but I, yeah, I like, should have. Yeah, because I was I was wearing like a uh, like a, a sweater and a leather jacket, and I was very very warm here and here, but I felt like my fingertips were about to fall off. Uh, but I thought it was important to I I, I mentioned a few times uh, how I really wanted to try the new Big Alice Bodega Breakfast Stout. Oh yeah, did you get a hold of one? I got a four pack. Nice, <laughs> nice. I rode job. out. I, I rode. I drove. I rode the three miles out there. Got the got the uh, four pack. Uh, said hi to Mister Ruthless. Uh, oh, of course. A, like you do. Uh, that's his uh, uh, Instagram name. Instagram handle. Uh, yep. Yeah, and he's he likes us and he follows us and it's very nice. That's a good beer vendor um, name. Uh, I mean, the real reason I was going out today was uh, because I wanted to visit a story of beer and cheese Broadway. Yes. Mm. Uh, I hadn't been there in a while, uh, and then I realized once I was going there, I'm like, well, I could. It's not that much further to go to Big Alice, uh, and so I went I went to a story of beer and cheese Broadway after that. Um, and I found some wonderful things there. Ooh. I found a black is beautiful that I'd never seen before. Ah. From somewhere in New Jersey. Ooh. I don't have I don't have the can at hand. Uh, I really love that episode with, with you introducing the whole black is beautiful project. It's great. Uh yeah. I mean it, and I think that's a wonderful way to to as a like community thing because it's like it's both vast and local. It's wonderful. Yeah. Um, I also, I know we've, I've been talking strangely a lot about Hardywood, uh, because they've just suddenly come into my life, uh, and I was able to find their Christmas pancakes there. Yeah. They dropped in New York for the, I think for the first time this, this season. So. Okay. Uh, well, I mean, I remember when I, I said I found it at, uh, at, uh, Tribro Beverage and I got, I got the, that's when I got the gingerbread stout and I, which I featured last week and I, I the Christmas pancakes, which I'm looking forward to. Uh, there was also, I got a nice, uh imperial stout from fifth hammer which was great um but i thought i had notes here and i don't so i have to do this from memory uh there were uh i got a, I got a couple other things oh i the, the um you mentioned uh duclaw i got a really they have their or their whole pastryarchy series mm. so i got some kind of like peppermint chocolate stout thing candy cane oh. stout what? um so i'm really looking forward to trying that one but the one that i really I mean, I, I I got more than I bargained for, but the real reason that I went there was for this. Yeah, Curtain there up. it is. Curtain up, save the arts, beautiful. Uh, who, whose is this? This is the Gun Hill, I assume. I assume oh. it's Gun Hill. Yeah. Oh yes, it is Gun Hill. This is this okay, is uh, that's, yes. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah. This is this is the first one that's been out. I, it's it's. Uh, they came out last week, as we talked about on last week's show, uh, and 
I went to Astoria Beer and Cheese Dip Mars over the weekend and I said, hey, by any chance you guys are going to get this because they have it there. And, you know, if you got it here, I'll wait for you to get it here. And then two days later, I'm like, I, I need to have this now. I, I can't <laughs> wait. I can't wait. Another, this, I just I just I just I just wanted I wanted. Oh, uh, uh, Mother Pucker, this is a new beer that is benefiting uh, the performing arts community, much like Black is Beautiful is. They are reaching out to breweries everywhere, sharing the recipe. And I love I I love like fundraising and beer drinking melded together. I mean, what better combination could there be? Indeed. In fact, I saw saw one the other day uh, where uh, the Happy Hour guys uh, or Curtain Up. One, I mean, they're so together. I don't know. Uh, Anyway, but they uh, they they posted something where they had this one, and they also got one from. Oh, God damn it! I wish I should write more things down. Um, it's, it's no, it's it's a it's a brewery upstate. It's like just a little bit north of Saratoga, um, like just just below Lake George, and 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 they have it. You know, I remember all the things I okay. went to look up their name and where they were, and I don't remember the name of the brewery. But now there are at least two versions of these. Um, there are dozens of them who have committed. Uh, and I'm very certain that there will be a time in the future that we are going to have a curtain up episode. Oh, I hope so. I can't wait. That will be so, so much fun. Message out to the breweries out there. Make that curtain up beer, please. And we will yeah. buy it. And then we'll we talk about it. it. And talk about it. Exactly. Yeah. Maybe we'll even get the curtain up people to come on and uh, share a beer with us. Amazing. Pretty amazing. Very cool. It was oh, so great to have Mother Pucker with us today. So much yes. for having me, guys. I enjoyed it immensely. And it's great that it did coincide with our sour beer episode. Mm-hmm. And we could talk a little bit about that. Yeah. So this is yes, a-, been a wonderful guest. Come back anytime. Anytime. Literally anytime. And and to come full circle, just remember uh go support your local business, be it your bottle shop, be it your brewery be it your bodega that always has your favorite beer. Go there. Uh, don't think of it as spending extra money. Think of it as spending money you were already going to spend early. And also, if you're not interested in going out and you want to get something shipped to your home, go directly to the business. Don't that's, go through Amazon. Don't go through these bigger businesses. Uh, you know, help out the local business by directly. I mean, hoping if they if they do ship directly, which a lot of them do. So that's uh, that's something to do for your uh, all your uh, our holiday gift needs as well. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, two thirds of our, our listeners are in New York. New York State, almost all of our local breweries mm-hmm. uh, are doing that. Yeah, yep. So now is a great time to get yourself a nice case of something special, or maybe for your favorite beer vendor in your life. That's right. <laughs> hint, because hint. they because they are also your your small businesses that are doing their their best to stay alive right now. Yeah, and uh, like you, like I said, I got that case. Of, I got to get you guys some of these Suarez. Actually, uh, I'm looking forward to it. Oh, yes. I got to get you guys the sponsorship package. Yeah, that's true. I'm, I'm I haven't been paid yet in beer. <laughs> yes, we, we work my, for beer. My beer stipend. There are worlds of currency out there. Well, that's well, how, it's just historic. Know, that's how they would used to pay dock workers. You know, that's how the term porter came out because they were giving they were giving beers to the porters on the docks and river porters. And uh, that was, they were paid in beer. Mm-hmm. I, I heard that they paid the, the, uh, their, uh, the, the, the people that built the pyramids were paid in beer. 
Yep. Rations of beer per day. We also know that the Babylonians would let you pay your taxes in beer. And then if you watered down your beer, they would kill you. <laughs> you know, and, and you know, the, the people who were, who were pyra- built the pyramids, they were slaves. So you didn't even have to pay them. Yeah. They were, they was, they, they were lucky to get a beer. That's right. They were lucky. Yeah. They were, uh, you know, I don't want to end on that now. Wow. Uh, wow. <laughs> that was satire. Uh, underlying satire. We do not believe that. That's old. <laughs> the Beer Vendor podcast does not endorse the practice of yeah. slavery. Yes, the Beer Vendor has now been officially canceled. All right. Well, yes. Uh, so, yes, support your local business. Thank you, Mother Pucker. Uh, I, 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 I think that wraps it up, unless anyone else has anything that I need to add. Beer one. I know we just said both of those things already. It's, it's 9%. Uh, big bottle. I um, know. You're I doing great. Hot- You're doing great, Captain. Oh, awesome. We're so we love we love you, Captain. We love you, Mother Pucker. Huck, play us out, shall we? You bet. Here we go. Well, we're the beer, 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 beer Avengers. Beer, 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 beer Avengers. Beer, beer, beer Avengers. We're the beer Avengers.